This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, a pastor in the house, Pastor Rotimi Uluagbohun. Remain blessed as you listen. You are the value of our life. The expressions of you, the manifestations of your glory, your power, your grace, your wisdom, your strength, your life. This is the value of our lives. Lord, we come before you this morning again and open our hands to you. Saying, Lord, fill us with your spirit to overflowing. Fill us with your spirit to overflowing. Lord, let grace be poured into us in measures beyond our imagination that we might move in this strength, that we might move in this grace, that we might move in this power, that we might come into your manifold wisdom and the manifold graces that you have released to your church. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you have done. It's so amazing. It's so amazing that we could share, we could be partakers in this glorious realm. We could be partakers of the victory that you have won. Yes, you declared we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. We live in this reality. Our lives testify of your glory. Father, we bless you. Father, we worship you. Be exalted, O God. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. Amen. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. Yes, Lord, we, gl- we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. This morning, have your way in this place. Spirit of God, our ears are open. Our eyes are open. Our hearts are open. We see the invisible. We hear the inaudible. We perceive. Oh, yes, the secret things of the Spirit, the mysteries, the intangibles, things that hands cannot touch, that eyes cannot see, that hands cannot touch, that ears cannot hear, but by your Spirit, we come into them much more. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. We give God praise for another time where we could come into his presence. I trust that we are, we are ready to receive from the Lord this morning. And indeed, he's ready for us. Last week, we began a direction, of course, falling out or not falling out, subsequent to the equipping conference and how the Lord has started with us this year. Um, typically, okay, let me leave that. Spirit of God, have your way. Let's open to the Bible, open our Bibles rather to the book of um, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. 
media, please, I would want your support here because I might need some other translations. Hebrews 4, verse 12. Right? Okay. The Bible says here that the word for the word of God is living and what? Powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing in even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and a designer of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division. In other words, ensuring that there is a distinction between what is soul, or you might say what is soulish, and what is spirit. Praise the Lord. And of joints and marrow. And is a designer of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. In other words, it brings or exposes the realities of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Praise the Lord. Now, for many years in my own life, growing up, of course, I've not lived for so long. But then, the short time I've lived, I'm still living. Uh, growing up, then, of course, learning from my parents and um, engaging in things of the spirit with them, I know I couldn't hide from especially my, okay, well, both of them, but my father is the one that engages me more. I couldn't hide from him anything. Why? Because I, early on in my life, realized that the Holy Spirit resides within this man in a dimension that at the time I was coming to learn of. And you just see him walk up to you, I know, as a founding pastor has said this about his own mom, I think, as well. So, so thin. What happened? And then you are looking. Okay, Holy Spirit, what have you told him? You are trying to look for how to explain yourself without lying. Amen? And then you are going ahead to hear from him exactly what happened. And you're like, how did he know? And indeed, you have chosen to say it this way. Of course, it's, it's is it not 50% truth? Now, let's say 70% truth. And then, you know the truth. But the Holy Spirit sees all. He knows all. You can't hide from him. The heart will always, what? Be exposed to him. And I came to realize that Oh boy, anytime he just talks, just say it as it is. Now once man, they die. Have you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But then, the reason why the Holy Spirit knows all things is because he is God's Spirit. And God knows all things. Omniscient. That's who he is. And he exposing some things to people or certain people, especially of spiritual authority, helps to bring or 
ensures that a reconciliation is about to take place because the enemy is the one that accuses for damnation, right? The Holy Spirit exposes for healing, for reconciliation, for mending, for uh, restoration. Praise the Lord. So when we see the word of God in this passage of scripture saying that he is a designer of thoughts. In other words, he understands what you are thinking about, what you are going through, the things you are planning, your motives. You can't hide anything from the Father. But then you can bring it to the throne of grace and say, Father, I don't come again. Oh, this is me. Help me. Help me. It will not turn you back. It will not turn you back. Praise the Lord. This morning, we're taking up from where we stopped the last time. We talked about, or we ended with what we call spiritual discernment. We said we'll be looking at that uh, topic today. And the reality of our lives as believers, I'm sure every one of us now know, because it has been said over and over and over again, that we are what? Spirit. How many spirits are here? Okay. How many spirits are here? Maybe you didn't hear me well. <laughs> okay. At least the ones you can see. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So, we are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Right? And that rightly gives us an understanding that we are in the spirit realm, registered. Praise the Lord. We are what? In the spirit realm, registered. Just like a child who is born today will be registered in the hospital. All right? That's if the child was born in the hospital or at the hospital. Right? There's a register, oh, that, this so-so and so, baby, they use your son name. They'll say, of course, you have not done naming ceremony, so they'll say, baby, so-so and so. So-so date, so-so time. The weights, they'll put it there. You are registered in that hospital or at that hospital, in that town, in that state, in that country. That gives you legality of citizenship. Praise the Lord. So, but for us, we are spirit, right? That gives us citizenship of another realm, outside this realm. Praise the Lord. And we must understand how that realm operates so that by the time we are engaging, and we have really been engaging, but largely out of ignorance. Praise the Lord. So many things are going on in the realm of the spirit that if the Lord will open our eyes to see our Actions, our energies, our efforts will be channeled differently. Praise the Lord. The things of the Spirit are and can only be deciphered by a spirit, a register, or rather a, a, a registered citizen of that realm. And interestingly, we are regenerated spirits. There are unregenerated spirits and there are regenerated spirits. So as children of God, we are what? Regenerated spirit. Because we are being translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. And so our citizenship, our kingdom, our country, 
per se, or in that sense, is the kingdom of God. That still doesn't negate that the unregenerated spirits have their own kingdom. That's the kingdom of darkness, right? And they operate almost in the same way with respect to the operations of the spirit. Praise the Lord. Now, what that means is that when you are talking about how do they communicate, remember Reverend Akaya said something about what we say or speak is spirit. Praise the Lord. That's why when we sleep and have dreams and engage in the dreams, sometimes you don't even have to talk or they don't have to talk to you, but you know, in some cases, the other person. That is what is called knowing. So, spirit and knowing is the means of communication in the spirit realm. And that gives us an insight into the fact that we must be knowledgeable. We must what? Be knowledgeable. What is not exposed to you, you cannot know. What you are ignorant about, you are ignorant about it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The spirit of uh, spiritual discernment, basically, let me just give us a few definitions of what it is, and then I would um, pivot on a definition by Charles Spurgeon, that's C.H. Spurgeon. Amen? So, spiritual discernment, basically, is the ability to make distinctions spiritually, in the re- of course, spiritually, yeah, and it is the ability to perceive spiritual activities though clothed in physical garments. It is the ability to make distinctions spiritually between right and wrong, between what is true and what is false, or true and truth and error. Praise the Lord. Or between evil and good, or good and evil, whichever one. And it's also the ability to perceive spiritual activities through the clothes, though they might be clothed rather, in physical garments or expressions. So what you are seeing physically with your physical eyes, your ability to, in the spirit, understand what is actually going on. That is what is called spiritual discernment or part of what spiritual discernment is all about. All right? So I said that it's um, the differentiation between truth and error, between right and wrong, and also between wisdom and foolishness. Between what? Wisdom and foolishness. In a more pragmatic way, it is the process of accurately, accurately evaluating ourselves, others, and circumstances. You can write that down. It's a process of accurately evaluating ourselves, others, and circumstances. Because you are dealing with several people, you are dealing with yourself too, and then situations or circumstances around you. Praise the Lord. So your ability to come to a place where you understand the other person or you understand yourself, you are evaluating yourself. Remember, I think that's in First Corinthians chapter 11, Apostle Paul speaking about the communion or the communion table was talking about us examining ourselves. Praise the Lord. Talked about us doing what? Examining ourselves. And this is a constant practice we must engage in. Or else, you all, I mean, it, it, for someone who is always, um, how do I put this? Someone who is 
always seeking to project himself in a certain light, you will not evaluate yourself. Rather, you would always evaluate others based on the perception that you have developed about one, yourself, and then them. Praise the Lord. So you come into a place, and then you see things happening, and then you take a position, and then you begin to evaluate. Interestingly, we all do evaluation, whether we like it or not. Husband evaluating wife, wife evaluating husband, brother evaluating sister, and so on and so forth. Praise the Lord. Including parents evaluating their children. Interestingly, the children are also evaluating their parents. I don't have to, for security reasons, say some things. Praise the Lord. But then, when you have children who are becoming, even these days, six years, eight years, ten years, and then teenagers, the Lord is our help. They will let you know what you didn't say verbally. Amen? Can I get a witness? Okay, good. Praise the Lord. So we have had those experiences. So the truth is this. Spiritual discernment is a constant activity that we engage in. Whether we know it or not. And for the fact that in the spirit realm is a per second per second activity. Means we also must come into an understanding of what it's all about. So that we can intentionally engage and bring ourselves to that place where we have a good eye view or we have a good sight, a perception. Interestingly, those are words that also give uh, credence to what discernment is all about. Perception, insight, wisdom, judgment. Praise the Lord. Helping us to come into good judgment or a, 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 a perception of a situation or a circumstance, or people, or an event, such that we can relate accurately with it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So it has to do with a lot of accuracy of sight, of perception, I talked about aptness, aptness rather, of judgment and understanding. But Charles Spurgeon says something, he said, discernment is not knowing the difference between truth and error. In fact, he turned a direction. It's not the, 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 the ability to discern between or know or distinguish between truth and error. It's actually the ability to discern or understand the difference between truth and, how did he put it? Almost, sorry, right and almost right. So, almost right. And I almost got it now. That is the level of accuracy that the father, I mean, our father is not almost right. I believe you know. Praise the Lord. He is always spot on. Anything he does, anything he says. Including the words that he speaks over us. Praise the Lord. And we must, as his children, come to that place of grace and collaboration with the Spirit to be able to work with him in that same level of accuracy. Of course, you can't get there in one day, but then begin the journey. That's the journey of spiritual maturity. Amen? That's the what? The journey of spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity. 
And to what end? To what end? Let's open to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. By the grace of God, I pray that we are able to cover as much as we can today. It's a very huge topic and uh, some other time we will continue the other parts. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 says, to the intent, go to verse 9 please, verse 9. Verse 9, thank you. Verse 8, sorry, verse 8. To me, who am less than at the least of all the saints, this is Paul speaking to the church in Ephesus, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Go on. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery. In other words, what the mystery is all about. Which from the beginning of the ages has been what? Obscured. Amen? Has been what? Hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. Verse 10. To the intent. In other words, for the purpose that now the manifold wisdom of God, that is many-sided wisdom of God, whatever direction you look at it, wisdom of God might be made known. Remember I was talking about what we communicate in the spirit is knowing. That's how we speak to each other. In other words, I'm in a dream and somehow I see either Brojefia or some other persons that I know or that I don't even know. And suddenly in the spirit, without speaking to them, I already know who the person is. So God here is saying that the, in the, the manifold wisdom of God might be known or be made known by the church. In other words, he didn't say the, the, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There are two different things. He's saying here that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church, not to the church. In other words, the church has come to a place being called church. That is, you are part of the body of Christ. You are already knowledgeable about the wisdom, manifold wisdom of God. It has come to you by your regenerated spirit. You have been exposed. You have been given that provision to production. To the principal, in other words, he's saying the principalities and powers, they are still trying to understand why the church. They are still trying to understand what was the mystery all about in the first place. So we, the church, have come to that place of responsibility to make known the manifold wisdom of God to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. That is our job description. That is why we are in the kingdom of God. That is why we are spirit. Regenerated spirit. So we must come to a place where I understand. I mean, you come into a place or a, 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 an establishment or an institution. You are employed. And they give you what? Your job description. What are you supposed to do? You read it. You read it first. Hmm? Because if, if you just get the job description and you don't read it, you put it under your table or in your drawer or your table without reading it. And then you begin to work by copying the other person. That is, whatever you see him do, you do. You now do choreography in the office. 
you have lost the essence while you are there. And then the HR and possibly your line manager begin to observe. And they are evaluating. Praise the Lord. They are what? Evaluating. Trying to design what is going on here. Why is this person lifting his hand the same way the other person is lifting his hand? Why? Because we are not employing two people for the same role. Praise the Lord. We are not employing two people for the same role. We are only employing one person per role. So you are meant to feed into the other role. Praise the Lord. So this all brings, I mean, it all brings all this to what Paul was saying in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16, that every joint supplying. In other words, you are coming to a place where your understanding, your discernment is so sharp that you know what to do part-time because your job description is clear to you. Last week we were saying that even the prophetic words that we are given, they are meant to aid us in our work with God. For now, they are a part of what you are experiencing until a time when a season shift will come or the next level will come. And then you will be required to move up again. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Whoa. The time is running really fast. Praise the Lord. Um, so, um, remember in Job chapter 32, verse 8, the Bible says that, um, talking about there is a spirit in man, and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. And we have known from teaching that when we say the breath of the Almighty, we are referring to the Holy Spirit, right? And that spirit in man, having understanding, I mean, you would, you would initially say, okay, why, why spirit? Why understanding? I thought understanding is basically meant for the realm of humans or man. So that you can understand some things. Why do spirits need to understand? Because spirits don't know everything. It's only God's spirit that knows everything. The reality of the spirit world is this. Even the enemy, the devil, right? Works in this reality of discernment. Don't let it shock you. Or it shock you. The devil himself works, he and his angels, works in this reality of discernment. Even the angels of God, of course, they work in this reality of discernment. Let's open to some scriptures. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, remember the seven sons of Scaphar. You know the story. The seven sons of Scaphar. What happened? The Bible says in Acts chapter 6, I be, no, not Acts chapter 6, Acts chapter 19. Let's open to it. Acts chapter 19 from verse 13. Quickly, please. Acts chapter 19 from verse 13. Yes. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, that is those who do uh, deliverance. All right? took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. You know, I had the opportunity of seeing how the Jewish exorcists or priests, so to speak, the Jewish leaders, did exorcism. How many of us have watched this series, The Chosen? Okay? So you would have seen a particular clip where Mary Magdalene was being delivered, so to speak, or they were trying to deliver her. 
They brought incense. I mean, some religious organizations do that today still. Bring incense, and then they were saying all manner of things. And then she just sprang at the, and the man ran out. So they were here calling on the name of the Lord Jesus. Before, what they were calling on or saying were things in the Torah or something by Moses or those things that they were taught, right? But here, they were calling on the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Glory to Jesus. Even the Jewish leaders understood later that this name is powerful. So, you, who has been born of God, who has been regenerated in spirit and your soul is being regenerated, your body eventually will get regenerated. Amen? Not having to display this in the real sense of it, we need to look at ourselves. We need to check ourselves. We need to go back again and ask questions. The realm of the spirit is our realm. Evil spirits must bow to the name of Jesus. How has that been for you? Now, we exorcise you by Jesus or by the Jesus. Remember, he said by the Jesus. I'll see if there are several other Jesuses. Even Jesus himself said, in, the, in those days, there will be a time where people say, ah, the Messiah has come. Don't believe them. They are false teachers or false prophets. In the next verse, verse 14. Also, there were seven sons of who? Sceva, a Jewish priest or Jewish chief priest who did so. That is, the sons did the same thing. The Jewish priest also did the same thing. And evil spirits answered and said, Jesus I know. How did they know Jesus? They've interacted with him. They've come to understand who he is. They can discern when he's operating. Amen? They can do what? They can discern when he's operating. And they said, and Paul, I know. You know no, Jesus and Paul are not the same. Jesus is the Lord of Paul. Jesus is our Lord. And Paul, the Bible will record in several places as we have read the various epistles that he wrote. And also in the book of Acts of the Apostles, how he and the Apostles carried out a lot of miracles, signs and wonders. So the Spirit said, Paul, I know. But who are you? Please, introduce yourself in the spirit realm. What is your JD? Where have you come from? Why are you speaking that name? Do you have the authority or license to even call the name of Jesus? Praise the Lord. That is how much in the spirit realm Jesus and those who walk with him of whom we are. Amen? Are known. So you can see here, of course, we, we, we know the story. The rest is history. The spirit on that man jumped and then the man jumped on all of them and dealt with them. The Bible says that they were beaten black and blue. Paraphrasing now. Beaten black and what? Blue. That blood was coming out of their body. One man. At a point, I was looking at 
how or imagining like Reverend Akai was imagining or trying to paint a graphic picture to us of how the, 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 the son of the other woman was killed. How this man will deal with seven people. This is not Jackie Chan. This is, I mean, something else. It's a spirit manifestation. That's where you know violence didn't start physically. It started in the spirit. Violence. Praise the Lord. And he dealt with them and they, were, they ran out of the room, of course. But where we are um, trying to, or rather, what I'm trying to point out here is this. Even the evil spirit operated in discernment. Praise the Lord. They could understand who the Lord Jesus is. They know his followers. They know those of his followers who have the right to relate and cast them out. Praise the Lord. The angels of God also operated in this reality. Remember when Mary was visited by the angel. And of course, the angel also visited uh, Zechariah. For the purpose of what is about, you know, when you, when you engage in the spirit, communication is going on, right? And where a communication is going to truncate what the Lord wants to do, there is always a standard raised. Bible says when the enemy comes like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will do what? Raise a standard against him. The angel was able to discern that what Zechariah is saying was going to twat or kill down what was about to happen. And then he spoke to him, young man or old man, whichever one he is at the time. You will not speak until this thing happens. There are several reasons why people have said, uh, why Zechariah was uh, muted and Mary was not. But I believe for surety, the Bible says that the word of God is living and powerful, right? And is a designer of thoughts and intent. He knew that Zechariah was speaking out of doubt. The soulish realm. Interestingly, he was the one that was praying for the child. Now, the child has come. Miracle has come. And you are saying, how can this be? Knowing that I am an old man. So we need to be careful. When the Lord speaks to us, do we believe? Do we really have faith? Faith enough to collaborate with him. Faith enough to every day do something about what has been said. Either in engagement in the spirit realm, that is praying in the spirit and declaring and confessing what he has said, or are we doubting? Are we going on with our other plans? Are we having plan B? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The discernment of spirit goes beyond the physical realm like we have heard. It's an oppression of the spirit. And basically, we've said it in some way, the two categories of discernment are those that are of the fleshy or soulish realm. That is, the oppressions of human wisdom. Now, when you say somebody... Now, discernment can actually be taught. Amen? It can be taught. It can be a skill that can be learned. It's a leadership skill. Amen? So those who are into leadership or you have some form of... Uh, uh, you play in that space. 
Discernment is part of the skills that you should have. Now, interestingly, this one is, uh, they call it uh, social psychology. It has to do with psychology. It's not based on the word of God, and it's not based or it's not energized by the spirit of God. Praise the Lord. And then you now have spiritual discernment, which in our own uh, space is energized, is propelled, is enabled by the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's go on. So, um, I said, of course, it is learned through social psychology. That's for the human psychology, sorry, human discernment, or the one born out of human wisdom. There is no involvement of the spirit. It depends on emotions like excitation, doing researches, checking, and all of that. But spiritual is, I mean, let's open to 1 Corinthians 2, verse 1 to 5. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 to 5. Quickly. All right. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. Go on. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. That is, I wasn't cajoling you. I wasn't trying to prop you. Praise the Lord. By human wisdom. But in demonstration of what? Spirit and power. In demonstration of what? The spirit and in and of power. Remember, Acts 10 verse 38. How the Lord Jesus, or how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. Praise the Lord. Verse 5. That your faith should not be in the what? Can we read it together? One to go. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men. Again, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, what that tells me immediately is this, that you cannot do the things of the Spirit in the wisdom of men. There are lessons, there are trainings, there are skills that can be learned for whatever reason, including leadership and even doing things uh, in the spaces that we are working right now in the church, and even in our businesses or jobs. But then, we have a higher advantage. We have the Holy Spirit, who knows all things and sees all things. He can help you to know what to do part-time, even when it looks unpopular. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, we are not doing things in the wisdom. Our faith, as it's our belief in God, should not be in the wisdom of men. When I say in the wisdom of men, that is where logic operates. Amen? That is where rationalizing operates. So because if you rationalize, if you... One plus one is two. Two plus five is what? Seven. Seven plus 358 is what? 365. That's logic. Praise the Lord. So but if I tell you one plus one is one, what am I talking about? One plus one is one. Hmm? For that, no, this one is not for that mass. So even for that mass, can I explain it? Or 
is Mari, 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 okay, Mari, Mari, sorry, Mari Matics. All right. So, marriage Matics. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, the truth of the matter is, one plus one plus one is also one. What am I talking about? Our senior pastor has uh, answered the question. Praise the Lord. So, you see that understanding is actually needed by the carnal mind. To understand the things of the spirit. But unfortunately, it cannot. Paul was saying that the carnal mind cannot understand the things of the spirit. It's only a spiritual man that can understand the things of the spirit. And by that, that can discern the things of the spirit. Now, wrapping up or bringing the meeting to a close, we have all received words from the Lord. And for the phase that this, or period that these words will run, for some of us it might be two years, for some it might be one year, for some, excuse me, five years, depending on what the Lord intends to do, your activity right now in engagement, in, sorry, in engaging that word is spiritual discernment, meaning you have to come to that level. Where your knowledge and understanding of what God has said comes at par with, with that word that has been spoken. So that you can run with it. The prophet said, write the vision. Make it plain. That they that will run with, I mean, it, is, it, is, it should be clear to you what the Lord is saying. So that by the time you are moving, you are moving in understanding. Accurate understanding, not almost right. Right understanding. Praise the Lord. That is the depth to which the Lord will take us this year. The thousand cubits that have been uh, measured to us, as much as we try to look at it, of course, if you call some people uh, ministers of God today, of course, they are not yet pastors. So, if you say they are ministers of God, they say, ah, no, me care. But the word has come over you. So, are you speaking antithetically to the word of God? Praise the Lord. That is, are you speaking against what God has said? Are you walking against the spirit of God? Some people are smiling. So shall it be in Jesus' name. The word of God has come to stay. And you will Walk with him. Eh? It shall come to pass. We will celebrate you. In your calling. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. So. One other thing I would like to touch. Before we go now. You might want to ask. Okay. What do I need to do. To actually grow. In spiritual discernment. It is very... These are the things that we, we, we have been talking about previously. One is prayer. Communion with the Holy Spirit. Two is study of the Word. Three is being in the atmosphere or in the environment of believers. Those that will challenge you to exercising this uh, gift, so to speak. Of course, I, uh, we have the gift of uh, 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 discernment of spirits, right? 
And indeed, the gift of discernment of spirits has, I mean, is all we have been talking about. However, the gift of discernment of spirits is in the category of judging prophecy, as it has been said in First Corinthians chapter 12. Let's open to it so that we, get, we have a proper understanding of this. First Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12. I'll read from verse, um, verse 8. Okay. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the same, or through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit. Go on. To another faith by the same spirit, to another gift of healing by the same spirit. Go on. To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another designing of spirits. Now, give me the NLT translation. All right, great. Says uh, it gives one person the power to perform miracles, another the ability to prophesy. It gives someone else what the ability to design whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. So we have the gift of discernment of the spirits, right? But however, in this context, it is particular or uh, centered around judging whether a message is from God or not. Remember, Paul was also speaking. He said, let one prophesy, let others judge in this context. However, spiritual discernment predates this particular passage of scripture as it is written here. In the Old Testament, spiritual discernment was in operation. Amen? If you look at the life of Solomon, the Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 3, that he prayed a prayer. Lord, help me. Let's open to it. Let me quickly read that. I mean, kings rule by discernment, right? Leaders lead by discernment. 1 Kings chapter 3, 1 Kings chapter 3, I'll read from verse 6. Solomon replied, You showed great and faithful love to, you, to your servant, my father, David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have sh- continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Verse 8, let me jump to verse 8. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding art. Please give me the New King James Version. It mentions there, give me a discerning heart or the ability to discern. Okay? Give your servant an understanding art to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge these great people of yours? Kings rule by discernment. However, a spiritual king, that is a king who is spiritual, who believes in God, has the ability to receive a higher level of discernment than the regular kings. That's why in this, in this time, in his world, kings of the world, kings of other nations, came to his palace to come and see how these things are going on. How, I mean, the Queen of Sheba, Bible says, said, in fact, what I'm seeing far outweighs what I have heard about you. Praise the Lord. That's what makes us excellent. That's what separates us from the rest. 
in our offices, wherever we, in any sphere of influence. That's what marks us out. That's what distinguishes us. That excellent spirit. Just like it was said on, of Daniel. That ability to discern, as it was said about Joseph. Name them. They walked in this reality. Jesus himself walked in this reality. Remember, Peter was going to, I mean, he just said that, oh, thou art the son of God. Sorry, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And then all of a sudden, he said something else that was not aligned in the spirit. And Jesus rebooked him. Jesus would have said, ah, no, ah, Peter, don't worry, don't worry. You, you, you will grow, you will grow. No, he rebooked him immediately. Because why? The spirit inside of him was not at that time speaking from the spirit of God or by the knowledge of the spirit of God. That's why when we pray, Apostle Paul was praying in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, that God might give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So the basis for spiritual discernment or our discernment must be the knowledge of God. That is the source. That is the foundation of when we say we have someone as discernment or spiritual discernment. The foundation, the basis for judgment, even prophetic words, is the word of God. Have we been blessed this morning? My prayer for us is this. The Lord will take us through what we need to go through to become matured in the spirit or in the things of the spirit so that his manifold wisdom might really, really, really be evident to the principalities and powers in our spheres of influence that their mouths might be shut even in the nation of Nigeria. The church, the church, as it is said in that Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10, is the vehicle through which he is projecting his manifold wisdom. The church in Nigeria, by the grace of God, will arise. And we come to a place of manifesting the manifold wisdom of God. The local assemblies, both small and big, the individual believers in their areas of activity or endeavors, coming to a crescendo of understanding that we are not just humans. We are not ignorant. We are the ecclesia. We are of them that have been filled with the knowledge of God, with Holy Spirit and with power, to do mighty things, to do exploits, because we are strong. Because the spirit of excellence is upon us. Because we are walking in spiritual discernment. We have come to a place of authority. And that's the truth. Spiritual discernment or the height of spiritual discernment or growth in spiritual discernment confers authority on you. Confers authority on you such that the spirit realm, the spirit can even say, Jesus, I know. You, they will mention your name. I know. Praise the Lord. Let's bow down our heads. I don't know how you want to pray the prayer, but let it be simple in this form. Lord, grant me grace for increase in spiritual discernment. All that I need to do 
my fellowship with you, my communion with you, Holy Spirit, comes to a greater level even from now. As we engage the world around us, as we engage principalities and powers, as we engage our fellow believers, as we engage the world in its entirety, as we engage our businesses, as we engage our jobs, as we engage the calling on us, the assignment on us, the prophetic words that have been spoken over us, that we'll be able to come to a place where our maturity is evident. Wisdom is evident. Discernment of the Spirit is evident. We will not be tossed through and fro by every wind of doctrine. We will come to a place of grace and authority in the Spirit. That mountains will be moved. Knees will bow. Tongues will confess that Jesus is the Lord. Even in this country. Father, we come to you. We ask, Holy Spirit, lift us in the wind of the Spirit. As we ascend, as we ascend, as we ascend in knowledge, as we ascend in grace, as we ascend in wisdom, as we ascend in maturity. Lord, let our faculties, the faculties of hearing, the faculties of seeing in the Spirit, the faculties of perception of the art be opened up to you for use. These are areas that the Lord will use. Father, we ask that we submit them to you for use. Bring to pass your purposes and your plans as we open ourselves up to you. Quicken our mortal bodies to be alive to you. We cry, mortal bodies awake in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless your name. Concerning the nation of Nigeria, Lord, we know that you know what you are doing. Spirit of God, we ask that we want to collaborate with you. As we approach the polls, as we approach the, the day of election, we ask with one mind that your will be done concerning Nigeria. Help us to align with your thoughts. Help us to align with your sayings. Help us to align with your intents. Help us to align, oh yes, Lord, with your desire for this nation. And bring to pass your will. That kingdom come, that will be done in Nigeria as it is in heaven. Lord, Nigeria will not fail you. Nigeria will not fail you. This is a pivotal time in history. Lord, Nigeria will not fail you. This is our prayer. This is our prayer. Let your peace reign. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 
This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.